Hey everyone, welcome to Afraid to Ask. It's our podcast that answers all those questions you're too embarrassed to ask or don't know who to talk to or something like that. I'm Liv and with me on this podcast is my mate Aiden, and he's actually not here with me right now and it may or may not possibly be because of our topic today. I've always wanted to know, will I ever win Lotto or am I really just throwing all the money down the drain? So today we're going to talk to statistician Dr. Robin Hankin, asking him, like, will I ever actually win Lotto? What's more likely to happen to me than winning Lotto? And what are my best chances of winning Lotto? What should I do? Should I pick my own numbers? Do I choose Powerball or not? Later in the episode, we're going to talk to our mate Stan on the street. He's going to be talking to people on AUT's campus about their Lotto habits and what they'd do if they won big time. Anyway, if you've got a question for us, please do get in contact with us. Um, You can reach us on Twitter with the hashtag AskAUT. Right, let's get into it with Robin. How can you talk if you haven't got a brain? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? I say who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. What's the deal with airplane peanuts? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? At this point, I'm too afraid to ask. Hi, I'm Aiden. Hey, I'm Liv, and we're here with Robin Hankin, mass genius from AUT. I don't know about genius, but uh, I'll do my best. Have you won Lotto? I've never won Lotto, no. I've only played a couple of times, so it's not really fair to, 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 um, to say that I've, I've never won, because I've only played it a couple of times. But I've got, oh. my, I've got my thing here, I've got my... Uh, Your ticket for this weekend. Ticket for this weekend, yes. Let's just hope it comes up to be a lucky one. So the previous times that you've, you've entered Lotto, what, what yeah. has been the motivation? Oh, because I just wanted to work out how it worked, and, and how the numbers worked, and what you did when you actually bought one, because it works differently in the United Kingdom. So uh, I just wanted to, to, to clue myself up on it. So a figure hasn't been something that has motivated you, like a, a 30 or 40 million number, would it motivate you to buy a ticket more than if it was just a random 5 million? I don't think so. I don't count myself as a very lucky person. And besides, if I won a million dollars, would that change my life? I don't think I'd be able to retire on it, not at my age. Could you retire on a million dollars, Aidan? No. Would you? Uh, no. <laughs> I guess most importantly why I'm here is I want to know when I'm going to win Lotto. Can you tell me? Not for sure I can't, because it's all random. People keep on asking me a lot of questions about will I win or will I be more likely to win if I'm a tall person or a short person or whatever. And I always answer the same thing, that the bulls can't tell how old you are or what gender you are or where you bought it from. The bulls can't tell because the bulls are all set up to be a completely random process. So you can't affect what happens to the bulls and therefore it's going to be the same chance whatever you do. But I can improve my chances? You can improve your chances by buying more tickets or buying more lines on your ticket. Can I improve my chances if I pick my numbers? Not. You can't change the probabilities by changing the numbers, but you can try to make sure that you pick numbers that nobody else picks. How do I do that? Well, the best way I've found, just by, and I've been thinking about it. But you haven't won, we should stress it. I haven't won. Your best way that you haven't won from. I'm not talking from a position (laughs) of strength here, I have to say. But the best way I think to do it is to use the randomised option when you buy the ticket. Because humans are very bad at choosing random numbers. And humans tend to say things like, um, oh, I'll have one in the range 1 to 10, and I'll have one in this range, one in that range, and one in this range. Um... And that's a very poor way to choose random numbers because everybody does that and that's a very small probability of occurring. And so although your chances of winning are the same, you've got a much higher rate of having to share your winnings with a large number of other people who've had similar thinking. 
Whereas if you do it randomly, there's absolutely no pattern at all in these random numbers here. And so you're very unlikely to have another person with the same set of numbers as you. So those people that pick one, two, three, four, five aren't any more likely to win than I am? No, nor less likely. It seems like they're less likely to win because you say to yourself, oh, that's a very unlikely combination of figures to turn up. You mean just betting one, two, three, four, five, six, just, yeah. just choosing the first few numbers? Um, well, that, that's no less likely than any other choice of numbers. It feels like it because you say, well, that never happens. But then again, look at my numbers here. I've got totally random, 8, 10, 15, 37, 39, 40. That is just the same probability as 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Okay. It doesn't feel like it, but it is. So let's unpick the probability for a second. There are, I'm not even quite sure how many num numbers there are in the main draw. Is it 40? 40, yeah. 40. 40 yeah. So if there's six numbers in the, the first the first row and then yep. you've got the Powerball. So the probability, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the probability is 40 multiplied by 39 multiplied by 38 and so on. That's the number of different combinations there are, yes, but you can choose them in different orders and they okay. still count as a win, yeah. So, so the probability is actually higher than, than that um, number of combinations. Yeah, there's the, it, it's, it's quite a subtle matter working out the exact probabilities. So what's more likely to happen to me than winning Lotto? More likely than winning Lotto? Ooh, let's have a look. Uh, well, we've got nice things and nasty things. What do you want to start with? Let's start with nasty things. You want to start with nasty things? <laughs> okay. You might be attacked by a shark. One in 3.7 million. I guess if you did win the Lotto, you'd be more likely to go swimming at places where sharks were? Would you move to the Gold Coast if you won? Not the Gold Coast. No? <laughs> Maybe Maui. I think st sticking, st sticking to New Zealand. This probability will go down if you stay in New Zealand, of course, because there's very few sharks here. What else bad's going to happen to me rather than winning lotto? Uh, plane crash we've got? I'm more likely to be in a plane crash than win lotto. Uh, no, a lot less likely. Planes are incredibly safe things. Uh, the figure I've got here is one death per 11 million flights. So if you fly, even if you fly every week, you're still much, much more likely... To win lotto. To win lotto than to die in an That's air. That's good news. Death. I think That's so. great news. I think so. Planes are very, very safe. It's just that when they do crash or go missing or whatever, it makes all the newspapers uh, write stories about it, and everyone says, oh, there's another airplane crashed. But what you don't see is the hundreds of thousands of very safe flights that happen every day, night and day, 24-7, over the whole planet with no incident at all. What about being struck by lightning? That's a common one that always comes up with chance. Uh, strung, struck by lightning, I've got one to 700,000 here. So that's considerably, uh, considerably more likely than, than getting all six numbers on a, on a line, but about the same. That's about five times... It's about more yeah. likely to be struck by it's a lightning factor of about than to five, win lotto. isn't it? But if you look here, we've got a uh, chance of winning five numbers with the bonus ball, and then the the probability drops down to about the same as being killed by lightning in a lifetime. Great. But again, the, you can you can alter your probability of being struck by lightning simply by avoiding open places in storms, or doing not doing silly things like wandering around with. Uh, uh, holding a long pole of metal in, in a lightning storm. If you avoid behaviour like that, then your probability of lightning will go right down. And so what good things might happen to me rather than win lotto? Well, let's have a think. I'd what prefer to, to win lotto, though. Oh, well, I don't know. Um, let's have a look. What about winning an Olympic gold medal? Doesn't bother me. What about you, Aidan? Uh, no, uh, yeah, I think we're past that point. <laughs> <laughs> you could win a shooting medal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speak for yourself there, Aidan. Uh, do you want to win an Olympic gold medal? I certainly do. I don't think I'm too old to do something like archery, perhaps. 
I think when it comes to maybe judo, I might be past my prime, perhaps, but for archery, lots of senior people do archery. And so what are your chances of that happening then? Well, in 2016 Olympic Games, we had f- New Zealand as a whole had four gold medals. Mm-hmm. So if you just take it's evenly spread through the whole population, that's a one in a million chance for any individual person. But of course, this probability can be affected by doing crazy things like practicing or um, choosing sports that you're very good at, that sort of thing. Whereas, of course, as I keep on coming out to the, the balls don't respond to you. They don't know what you're doing. So you can't change your probability of winning lotto except by buying more lines. Um, so p- putting that to one side, you've got roughly a one in a million chance of winning a gold medal. But I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have said that's a chance because it's affected by skill as well. So it's not exactly random. But I could give up my job and work full-time on mastering lotto and win, couldn't I? No. No, because the, you can't affect what the balls do, unless you cheat. Maybe that's my way. I could Ooh, infiltrate well, the lottery. I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of that. I must say that when it comes to uh, trying to bend the rules, that's, that's outside my rim. So I've not, I've not thought that people might do that. So the only thing I've, I've thought to do is to try to choose your numbers cleverly, which is impossible, or to play more. And so Aidan's Irish, and we know that I've got some great boy bands like Westlife and Boyzone. Some of my favourite, yeah. What's his chance of being in a boy in band? In a boy band? I thought you were in a boy band. I guess his, 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 he probably goes up because he is Irish, right? Ah, right, of course. Um, well, boy bands. I'm not sure about Ireland. Let's take New Zealand. About the same population, isn't it? Yeah. New Zealand's four point something million. Ireland's about five. About is the it? same, yeah. So it's about the same size. And I think the density of boy bands is about the same in both countries. Maybe. Oh, I think we've got a, a much stronger pedigree, to be honest. I think, well, I think you might have a fight on your hands there, Aidan. But I can't uh, name one male boy band <laughs> in New Zealand. <laughs> so. Anyway, I would say that if you ask my 16-year-old daughter, who might be more familiar with boy bands than me, she might be able to name three or four. Sure. Do you say? So that's about the same as an. That's about the. There's the same number of boy bands as there are Olympic gold medalists. So he's more likely to be in a boy band that does well. We should say because anyone can be in a boy band. Anyone can be in a boy band. But you mean you mean top of the charts? I mean, yeah, top of the charts making money. Uh, Well, how is it? Still four people in a. Is it like the Beatles, or have things moved on now? Do you have ten people in a group? How does it work? I'd say four or five. Four or five. Four or five. Yeah. So you've probably got about twenty. 20 boy band members that would be recognisable on the street, yeah? Sure. So that's quite a high probability. That's, oh, here we go, what are we looking at? Oh, we found a band called Titanium. A New Zealand pop boy band formed in Auckland in 2012 from winners of a radio station competition to create New Zealand's second boy second band. Second boy band. So now we're going to get our sound guy, AJ, to try and figure out what the first boy band is. How many were in the group there? Was it six? It looked like six. And if you know any more New Zealand boy bands, please tweet us at AUTUni and let us know. <laughs> so one question that I am interested in, so you talked about the more lines you buy, yep. the greater you are of increasing your probability. Yeah, that's right. It's, Is it's, there a golden number? So if I had access to $100,000 or $200,000, would there be an ideal number of lines or... Well, it depends how wealthy you are. If, if you've got that money to, to play with, then you can start to have a much more uh, sophisticated strategy. If you can afford to lose this money, because nothing's certain because the balls can't tell what's they'll probably on. be putting their money in property or mutual funds <laughs> rather than Well, lotto. that's right. I mean, if you'd, if you'd have invested that much money in Auckland property, I think you'd do a lot better than investing <laughs> in Powerball. But some weeks, there's enough rollover or there's enough uh, money in the kitty 
to mean that the total amount of money paid out is actually more than the amount of money coming in. And so that, a statistician would call that expectation. So how much money do you expect to win? So if I say, well, I'll give you $10 with a probability of one-tenth or 10%, then that's $1 on average because there's nine times you don't win something in one time that you do win $10. So here we've got the same idea, but one in a million, you'll win a million dollars. So again, you've got an expectation of one. And very occasionally, maybe once a year or something like that, there's nobody has won for a few weeks, and so that money is built up in the kitty. And so you, you figure out that your expectation is actually positive, and so you, your value of a ticket on expectation is higher than the money you paid for it. But that's when everyone rushes in to buy the tickets. So do my chances, am I more likely to win on the weeks where Lotto gets to 40 million or on the weeks where it's at 1 million? You're not more likely to win, but you're more likely to win a big amount of money. But that comes back to what would you do with... I mean, I could do more with my first million dollars than I could with my second million. So it's not, it's, it's not as if money is proportional, because if I win 10 million or 11 million dollars, I don't really care. So that last million, so if I win 10 going up to 11, I wouldn't really care. But winning nothing compared to winning a million is a big difference. So my valuation of money doesn't quite work at these very large values of um, very large winnings in the way that your mathematics assumes it does. So you've got to be careful with things like expectation because people have got different attitudes to money depending on how much you win. What's the first thing you'd buy if you won the lotto? Oh, I'd pay off my mortgage. It drives me nuts having a mortgage dangling around. That is so boring. I would do the exact same thing because imagine what... I pay about $1,100 a fortnight. Imagine what I could do with that extra $1,100 a fortnight rather than paying a mortgage. Okay. What would a good answer be? Yeah, what would you do then? Uh, some ridiculously gross car. Really? Yeah. It's oh, a terrible wow. investment, be, but you're after stuck winning. on State Highway number one at five miles an hour, right? Imagine what your car but insurance premium would great. be. <laughs> so can we just do a quick, quick fire? Can I ask you some questions and you give me the yes or no answers? Yeah, sure. What age am I going to win Lotto? Ooh! Um, would you mean the top prize? The top, top, top prize? I'm not fussy. Just say more than a million. More than a million? Uh, well, looking at this here, your odds are about one in a hundred thousand, let's say. So, how, do you, how often do you play? Pretty much when a big one comes up. <laughs> so that's what, three or four times a year? Yeah, perhaps? probably, yeah. Probably have to wait for... 80,000 years or something like that on average (laughs) but somebody's got to win it and I don't know if it's a fallacy or not but you say to yourself somebody's got to win it that might be me why not me but there's a million people saying that so and it's only one that's going to win who's more likely to win it Liv or me who plays more often that's all it comes down to so it's not there's no gender bias not as far as I can see there's no you call it a conditional expectation but there's no um, the balls can't tell what gender you are no but um, do more men buy a lot of tickets than women does that it's very difficult to tell because most of them don't win anything of course if you win then you might be able to find out who, who it was but of course the vast majority of tickets don't win anything at all and that, that, that information just gets lost through the system it would be interesting to find out and so we live in Auckland yep Am I more likely to win Lotto if I live in Auckland than, say, Palmerston North? Oh, that's a, it, it's a, it's a, it's not a tricky question, but you've got to be exactly, you've got to be a little bit careful. The, the first thing is, there's more people in Auckland than elsewhere, so more people in Auckland win because the population's higher. But that doesn't mean that if you're in Auckland, you are more likely to, to win because there's lots of people in Auckland. So and my so mum somewhere else in the country is probably more likely to win she doesn't have that population base to compete with? No, it doesn't make any difference. Okay, okay but equally likely. Equally likely, everyone's got the same probability. That's why people are attracted towards it, because it doesn't, 
matter if you're rich or, or tall or it doesn't matter. That there's no that there's no bias. That the balls don't know who you are. So everyone's got the same chance. Everyone's got their numbers. How easy would it be to rig? I think it would be extremely difficult. I've watched it on the television a couple of times, and it's a it's a cleverly constructed mechanical rig, and those balls are nice and round and they're stirred for a long long time before they come out and it's a, it's a it's a transparent process that everyone buys into in fact it was it was considerations like this that, that led to the original study of probability the people who were putting together the science of probability they were using it wasn't lotto but it was tossing coins and throwing dice and things i think it would be ex- extremely difficult to, to to rig i think it would be very 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 difficult we see those shops that have those signs at the front that say five first divisions sold here. Should I be buying my ticket from those shops? Are they actually lucky? Um, well, somebody's got to sell more winning tickets than anybody else. That, that, there must be a shop somewhere that sold more winning tickets than anybody else. But everybody will go there. And you're, you have got to share your probability of winning with all the other So people. that's why they're becoming more lucky, is because people are going in there and buying their tickets from that it, shop because they've won from there before. I suppose it's like the rich getting richer, isn't it? And more people will be attracted to, to that shop. But it's the same, it's the same, as, the, it's the same as asking, um, will, uh, will you be more likely to win if you live in Auckland? And the answer is no. Because the balls can't tell, there's, there's no, they don't know where you bought your ticket. So what about online? Because we got online lotto a few years ago now, I think. What, am I, is it, should I just sit on the couch and buy a lotto ticket rather than make the effort to go out? Well, um, lots of people say things like, well, when I bought it from the corner dairy, I had Uncle Jim with me and it wasn't raining, but I did have my hat and that's when I won. So lots of people have got their... Um, have got their rituals that they go through and they say well and I had my new shoes on but it wasn't raining but I did have my hat but Auntie Margaret was ill so I had to and so people say and I won that time so I'll try to reproduce that but what you're seeing here is that people are finding patterns in randomness and there is no pattern there at all so if you're trying to buy your ticket online um, I guess you've got to it's less fun I think because if you're buying it, you can say, well, if I take long steps to the, to the shop and make sure it isn't raining, and when it's the girl that serves me and not the boy, uh, but I'm wearing my jacket, but I've got my new shoes on. So people come up with all these rituals. And that makes it quite fun, I think. My little, my little brother this. used to work on the, um, on the lotto counter at the supermarket when he was younger, and he used to say on these big weekends, about every second person will say, one winning ticket, please. Oh, and he's but. like, it was just the worst thing in the world to have those <laughs> dad jokes, I guess. Money, 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 money. Money. It's Dan. I'm at AT City campus, and I'm talking to people about Lotto. Come on. Do you think you're lucky? Not really, no. I'd say I'm like 50-50. Not like completely lucky, but not like unlucky either. Yes, very lucky. No, I haven't. Oh, I won a bag from AUT, so I guess I'm pretty lucky. Have you ever bought Lotto? I like scratchies. <gasps> I have so many that I haven't done. I forgot <laughs> I bought some. Okay. And what's the most that you spent on Lotto? Um, probably like, oh, with the like $40 million ones, me and my dad probably spent like $50 on Lotto. Did you win? No, I didn't want to Because I was like, we should be friends. We should so be friends. <laughs> I would be more likely to... <laughs> Not do lotto. Do a bungee jump than do lotto. And I'm scared of heights. What? <laughs> okay. Cost like then, win, then win lotto is what I mean. And if you were to win big, mm. what would you buy? A 
car and a house. Uh, no, actually I'd pay my parents' mortgage off first and then buy myself a car. So there's four numbers that I always pick. Number one, which is my grandfather's birthday. Four, which is my birthday. Nine and ten. Those are four numbers that I always pick. One, four, nine, ten. Yes. So am I better off sticking with those numbers? No, change them. Because lots of people think like you do. Nobody says to themselves, oh, here, here's my numbers. Eight, 19. I'm reading off my randomised one. 8, 19, 23, 25, 29, 35. Nobody says that because those numbers are by design randomly chosen. Whereas your numbers aren't because they're all less than 10. Now, they're not less likely to, to turn up because the balls don't care what the numbers marked on them are. But lots of other people will have the same idea as you do or the same type of idea. So if you do have to share your winnings, a large winning, there will be a high probability that there's lots of other people with the same idea than you. So choose them randomly. Just to be a gambler. So then, <laughs> taking that into account, are you better off taking choosing numbers that are above 30 because people are less likely to, to choose them because it's based on dates? <laughs> yes, I think that's a very good idea. Uh, unless everybody does it. <laughs> yeah. You should delete this so they sound like a strategy. The thing is, I, I'm, I'm talking about patterns here. There are some patterns. I've been doing a little bit of analysis on the, on the, previous, um, on, on the previous numbers that have turned up. Mm -hmm. And lots of people will say things like, well, look, I, I was talking with Liv earlier. Oh, we've got this, a graph this, here. We've got a graph here. And it turns out that number 1 and 13 haven't turned up for quite a long time. How long is it since So we should pick 13? those ones then, shouldn't we? It's one of my numbers. Is it? Yeah. Maybe this is your lucky weekend. <laughs> Oh, here it is. Uh, yes, for 35, I can't quite see exactly, 35 um, successive trials. The, the most recent 35 draws haven't had a number 1 or a number 13. 13. There's two big spikes on this graph I'm looking at here. According uh, to this one here, number 1 hasn't turned up for nearly 35 draws, and number 13 hasn't turned up for number 35 draws. So what number comes up lots? So there's a, a cluster here around 20, so in the early 20s... Um, and in the kind of mid-teens, yep. those are the ones that, that are turning up more than others. Those are the ones that have turned up more recently, yes. Look at this. We've got um, some fun facts from AJ, the sound guy. The top seven numbers Not to pop up and friend. The top seven numbers to pop up in the 1,758 draws since the National Lottery launch in 1994. I might just say that this is in the United Kingdom. Were 38, 23, 31, 25, 43, 33, and 44. I just felt like I was the lotto girl then. <laughs> I should have. Like yeah. I think you're Missy um, Collins. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe that's my opportunity to rig us to become the lotto presenter. Um, the worst number to put on your lotto ticket is 13, which has been unlucky for everyone. It says number 13 has been drawn only 203 times. Yeah, that, that's consistent with my, my results. I, I would emphasise the fact that 13 hasn't occurred for a long time. So, Aidan, you were asking about, does that mean I should bet on 13 because it's more likely to come up? No, because it can't remember. So, some numbers got to turn up more frequently than others. Some numbers, you can't have every number in a draw. So, the fact that 13 hasn't, hasn't turned up for 35 draws now, Everyone says, oh, well, it must turn up. The law of average mean, averages means it must turn up. But if everyone's voting, I'm sorry, not voting, picking these numbers in the 20s, yep. then that means I'm probably more likely going to have to share my big win, right? Rather than, if I pick 13 no, and it comes voting. up... These are ones that have actually turned up, turned with, up. Uh, uh, on, on the draw. Um, also, I have got $16 
that I'm going to spend on the lotto this weekend. Right. Should I? Is it a good bet to bet on the lotto if we say the the uh, jackpot is twenty million dollars, or should I invest my money in another betting pursuit? Oh, different different gambling systems have got different um, different amounts of money. Uh, d- different odds associated with them, and you can look up the odds here. Go on, what's the best type of gambling? Give us some tips here. Um, well, mathematically, uh, the, the answers I'm afraid are a little bit boring. Mathematically, the answer is don't gamble at all, because the people who are running the casino or setting up the setting up the system, they're there to make money, and they will make money from you by betting. So that's the boring answer. But the, there's a slightly more interesting answer, which is if you ask a slightly different question, which is, I've got this much money which I want. Oh, this is exactly what you said. I've got this much money which I'm prepared to gamble. So I've got this money, and I'm going to play with it, and I'm going to have a bit of fun. Horse racing, dogs, Powerball, and you're asking me... Casino. Right. Casino. Mathematically, the best way to do it is to get all the money that you're going to gamble in your entire life and collect it in one pile, and then bet it on one single thing. That's wow. the mathematical one. And which one should we do it on? Um, I think in a casino, craps is pretty close to the to the highest odds. Or betting on a single colour in roulette. That's, I think, I'm going to need to check that, but roulette is quite good. If you bet on either being black or red on, on the single We should colour. take your $16 down to the casino instead. I think security terms. might look at you askance there. That's all the money you're going to bet in your entire life though, yeah? Rationally speaking, yep. when you were talking about that, I was I expected you to say you should take all of that money yep. and put ten percent of it into lotto, put ten percent of it into the casino, put ten percent of it on the horse racing, and continue spread to spread best spread, yeah. spread it out. So that's that's the the rational way of thinking. But uh, you're you're saying contrary to that. Uh, th- there's 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 some sense behind it. It depends exactly what you're trying to optimize. What, you, what you're talking about there is what people do uh, when they've got a portfolio of shares and they, they have... They diversify across They diversify, areas, exactly. Yeah. Because what they're doing is insuring themselves against losing all their money and going bankrupt. But we shouldn't diversify our gambling. I don't think so. It's, 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 because, it's because in the, sh- in the share portfolio system, you're worried about being bankrupt and out on the street. So you're, with the share system, you're worried about losing everything because we have crashes in the, in the system from time to time. So it's a perfectly sensible thing to worry about. Whereas you're almost guaranteed to lose that money and you're looking for that small probability of winning your money back or winning a large amount of money back. So it's a different, it's a different problem. So spread betting, and remember that if you do spread bet and you bet 10% on the horses, your winnings are only going to be 10% of what you had, what you would have had if you'd bet it all on, 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 on the horses. So uh, your winnings split up in proportion as well. You probably have more fun doing that. What about scratchies? Because that's pretty much my form of gambling. I drop a dollar on a scratchie. Should I just continue doing that? Um, I don't see why not. It's quite fun. It doesn't okay. hurt anyone. So I'm probably more likely to win $3 than I am to win I think so. Million. The danger with the $3 is you win $3 and think, oh, it's my lucky day. I better go and buy another I'll three. buy another three. And of course you'll lose all those three. So um, I, I think when you win money, you should go out and enjoy it on doing something fun with it, going out, go out and have a drink or go out and, and have a nice meal. So it's interesting to hear you say, like, when we're talking about winning versus losing, we talked some of the examples, there's so much emotion involved. Oh, yeah. And the reality is that you're talking about probability, but when people listen to this, they'll think, but people still win the lotto. 
And when somebody you, does, yeah. Somebody wins a lotto, and you know it's irrational to think that when you get on a plane that. Uh, the chances of the plane crashing is quite low, but at the same time, people are scared of flying. Well, there's a couple of of things to unpack in there. The, the, The first one is that humans are very bad at understanding randomness. Random things are very difficult for humans, and I include myself here, and I'm a, I, I teach statistics. Humans have great difficulty understanding even something as basic as tossing a coin. Is it heads or is it tails? Um, you say, oh, it's heads, 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 heads. It must be tails now by the law of averages. But the coin doesn't think like that. The coin doesn't remember what it showed up last time. But it's a, it's a very pernicious fallacy in your thinking to have a run of, of heads and think it must be tails now. But of course, the, the, the coin doesn't know this. And it's called the gambler's fallacy because you say, heads, 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 it must be tails. And people lose a lot of money on this. And that's just one example of humans being very bad at understanding probability and statistics. But now, as you say, I'm talking from a mathematical perspective. I'm, I'm not even including the emotion in this and the, and the feelings and the fun. I'm not including any of that. I'm just talking about a very dry mathematical problem. As soon as you put emotions into it, it becomes very... Um, if it's emotive, and especially if there's something riding on it, uh, it suddenly gets a lot harder. So I got married back in March. If yes. I won the lotto, what are the chances of me getting divorced or separated as a result of it? As a result of winning? Yes. I think good news can be very stressful. Bad news can be stressful, of course, but good news can be stressful as well, and it puts stress on relationships. Um, would it be you or your partner who, who so bought would the ticket? So would it be better that we don't win for the sake of our marriage? Oh, oh, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. They say money can't buy happiness, but it can buy. It can buy. It can buy safety. It can buy cars and nice food. It can buy leisure. But we we should bring up the fact that before we started recording this, Aidan mentioned that his big chance of winning lotto was hoping that his father-in-law wins it and he might inherit it down the track. Oh, I see. But then. We're banking on his father-in-law being responsible with money and investing it, right? Relations and also. Oh, and also you staying married. And, uh, <laughs> and him also not being emotional when he gets it and thinks, actually, that guy doesn't deserve anything. <laughs> we're writing him out of the will. If, if you if you won the lotto, would you would you pay anything to your fa- give anything to your father-in-law? I think it would be a lot safer. Your dis- money will be safer in your I think it will be dis- safer from an emotional point of view to disperse the winnings that you have relatively evenly. Yeah. Um, and that means that people feel like they're being looked after and they don't feel um, angry or annoyed with you for winning the money. But would Among- you tell someone you won lotto? I think you cannot get it. If the, mo- if the figure was big enough... How much do you reckon you could win without... People knowing. If it was less than five million, you could probably, probably get away with it because it's regular enough that people win those type of. But it's when it gets up to 30, 40, 50, whatever the the kind of whatever it tops out. So at. would you rather win five million to forty million? Definitely. What about you, Robin? How much would you like to win? Ooh, that's a good question. I I, I think I could cope with a, an arbitrarily large amount of money, frankly. The more the merrier with me. Uh, we were talking earlier, could you retire on a million dollars? And with Auckland's, pr- Auckland's house market... You could buy 40 market, houses. Uh, just about, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty average, actually, when you put it like that. Would I be part of you? If, 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 if you won, Aidan, would I be part of your family? 
Um, I buy you a new bike. Should oh, we? Should we? Should promise. we drop a bet right now? <laughs> if we're all buying a ticket this weekend, should we make okay. what? How much? Should we, we should put make on a putt. Yeah, a putt putt now. How yeah, much? Five percent. Five percent. So that would be you giving away ten percent of your win. Five percent each to the to, to the other people. I think that's too complicated. I think we should we should agree now to split it fairly. But our husbands no, and he's... wives might have a say in that. So about probably about. Five years ago, my best friend and I had a handshake that if either one of us won the lotto, that we would split it in half. Oh, right. That was five... Does that still stick? Actually, it was probably more like ten years ago. But then that's the question. So I'm like, actually... It'll stick if he wins, but maybe not with you. But again, it's like the question, if I win $10,000, am I... Do I feel better about giving him five as opposed to if I win ten million and I have to give him five million? It's back to your point at the start of you increase your happiness or your um, the you increase your lifestyle if you go from zero to a million, but it doesn't make that much difference if you go from ten million to eleven. Yeah. So you're saying that you'll just give me and Robin a million dollars if you win the forty? If I win forty, I give you a million each. A million each? Yeah. Robin? Yeah. Will you commit? We're leaving out AJ. <laughs> he can keep working. <laughs> and I, I will swear as well that I will give you both a million if I win the 40. If it gets split lower, we'll have to, we'll have right. to renegotiate. It, it may well appear. These numbers here may well come up lucky. And th- this is what everybody thinks. Do you know what? We need to write down your barcode number and send it round in case you end up buying more than one ticket. Oh, that's it there, is it? Some, we need some kind of number so that we can tell that you're not going to cheat us. Because, you know, you always take hear about those, those work... You know those work clubs and someone will have brought the work ticket and also brought three tickets for themselves and claim it was the um, the other one. So Robin's done something very uh, crafty here and the back of the ticket has written his name and his phone number just in case. Oh, is that uh, a social faux pas? No, it's not. I'm just... Um, but do you think that people should probably do that? Oh, I think so. I mean, I read about a fellow who um, left it on top of his car and it blew away in the wind. And he was scrabbling around. Was it uh, Otago to, to to find um, to find what? Oh, what are you writing on? I, I, I've just added onto the ticket um, plus one million dollars to Olivia <laughs> and Aiden each if I win more than forty million dollars. Well, it makes it more fun to do this, doesn't it? So we've got a verbal and a written contract oh, now. Oh, well, not to mention the. I've uh, also got Robin's. <laughs> <laughs> well, so um, I guess we should end with some some hot lotto tips. Hot Can you kind tips. of wrap up your yeah? Your choose key? choose your numbers randomly because then if you win, you don't have to share it with anyone because humans can't choose numbers randomly very well. And even if we could, everybody else has the same numbers. If you choose them according to some human system with dates and whatever, so choose them randomly, uh, and then you keep all the money to yourself. To a good approximation. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Thank you. Since we recorded this podcast, I can tell you that I haven't won Lotto. I'm still in a Lotto club, but still yet to win the big bucks, which is why I'm still doing this podcast. Uh, Please do get in contact with us with your questions. Uh, Hit us up on Twitter, hashtag AskAUT, and please let us know those questions. You can also ask uh, on AUT's Facebook page or on Snapchat or even on Instagram. Please do remember to rate and review us on iTunes and tell your friends and family all about us. You know how to whistle, Majesty. You win it.